And really at the essence of what the live products are doing is you're preserving and flash freezing all of these terpenes and cannabinoids as in the living state on the plant. And so as we were talking about earlier, when you dry out cure cannabis, which makes it great to smoke and, mm-hmm. and use that way, you're actually degrading a lot of the terpenes. You're losing them to volatility and evaporation. They're breaking down into other compounds. And so the, the whole plant sort of changes as it cures. And certain things are lost entirely, um, particularly the terpenes. So with these products, both resin and rosin, you're flash freezing the plant at the moment of harvest. The plant's finished growing, it's ready to be harvested. That material is put in a cryogenic freezer and just quickly frozen. And what you're doing is you're just stopping any degradation, preserving all the trichomes in their living state. So no further degradation happens. So that's what's really important. This is Lit and Lucid, your after work de-stress smoke sesh podcast. I'm your host, Lit. And I'm your host, Lucid. And we're going to take you on a journey. A journey to discover the truth and find the balance. Every week, we get deep on those thought-provoking topics that ooze out of the cannabis universe. But we also keep it real by illuminating important issues and people in today's culture. So kick back. Consume your favorite cannabis products and get cozy cozy in the the Lit and and Lucid lucid lifestyle. Welcome everybody to the Lit and Lucid podcast. You guys, we are almost done with the homegrown series made in Colorado. It's been such a pleasure to share the stories of these Colorado grown companies with you all. So I really hope that you've enjoyed it. But today we have another heavy hitter on the show. Joining us is Mike Hennessy. He is the VP of innovation at Wana Brands. With roots in Boulder, Colorado and expansion across the U.S., Wana has been named North America's most trusted edible brand. And it's super easy to see why. For over a decade, Wana has focused on high quality ingredients, innovation, always pushing the limits and creating new product offerings, as well as focusing on impacting the communities in which they serve. In Mike's current role, he oversees WANA's research and development program, new product design, educational training content, and growing partnerships with new cannabis technologies. He also led the team in creating WANA's fast-acting gummies, which ranked in the top 10 best-selling edibles in Colorado. So with that, we're super excited to have you join us today, Mike, to tell you more about yourself as well as WANA and the growth and innovation that they've had over the years. Uh, It's really an honor. So with that, welcome. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Jared. Thanks for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. That's awesome. You know, thanks for thanks for joining us, Mike. And you know, I don't think we could have a, a homegrown series, especially here in Colorado, without talking about Wana. And you know, Wana's been a pretty amazing, uh, you know, story, success story, especially coming out of Colorado. And I know you guys are now uh, serving, you know, a much larger audience even outside of Colorado. So excited to kind of dig into Wana and find out, you know, what made Wana so special and what made him such a hit. Uh, locally and abroad. But before we kind of get too far down the road with that, I also know you have a pretty fascinating background yourself and, and, a, and a really unique journey into cannabis. So tell us a little bit about that. You know, how uh, did your journey to cannabis start? Yeah, a lot of my journey is, is in many things to water, um, to be completely honest. Um, but I'm, I'm not originally from Colorado. Um, I was born and raised in Virginia, um, went to school in Maryland. And, um, you know, I, I never really realized that I was going to end up in a cannabis space when I was growing up. Uh, didn't cross my mind. I wasn't a consumer until college, actually. Uh, started consuming in college and realized Dare was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, I also ended up with a roommate in college that had epilepsy and saw that not only was there wrong, but that cannabis was a medicine and that cannabis needed to be shared. And um, it, it, I had gone to school for environmental science originally. And so came out, graduated in 2012 and was looking saying, you know what? <clears throat> I want to do something with cannabis or environmental science. Colorado is a perfect home. <laughs> and so uh, packed up, moved out here in 2012 and, didn't find a job in environmental science, but pretty quickly found a job in the industry. And uh, that that really started it all. And that, for, for those who, who weren't around in, in that time in the industry, 2012, 2013 was just a, a huge time for, for cannabis in Colorado. Um, we had just uh, passed the vote to, to legalize recreationally. So mm-hmm. what had been a medical um, industry was going to be converting into having two sides with recreational and, and medical, uh, which really opened up the growth of the industry. Um, and so companies like WANA, which were OG founders mm-hmm. of the medical space, and WANA was actually founded in 2010 after the, the medical bill. And I got an opportunity to start with the company in, in sales um, and saw the company through really, really intense growth of you know hundreds of percent year over year during that time, along with the industry as it was growing. Um, and it was a really important time because we were going from the really small, scrappy startup yeah. to really being, you know, a, a national leader in the industry. And, and that was from not cutting corners, yeah. really, you know, dialing in our recipes, our ingredients, our formulations, understanding what, what consumers are looking for and being able to deliver upon that. Um, and, you know, that that's that's really a, at the core of everything Juan has done over, over the last 12 years. Um, but my, I myself really wanted to get back to, some of my interests around environmental science and really I, I was passionate about science and uh, our CEO, Nancy Whiteman saw the cannabis and needed that. We needed research. We needed innovation. We needed to develop products beyond just putting crude extracts and edibles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we developed a role, a department, a, a, a mindset here at WANA around innovation. Um, and I've been very, very fortunate and lucky to, to be able to lead that drive, uh, whether it be from research we're doing on terpenes to our fast acting products um, and and creating a role as well as a, a culture within Wana for for innovative products, um, and they've stood behind that uh, right up through um, helping to fund me going back to school for a master's in cannabis science and therapeutics. I'm actually from the University of Maryland, which I graduated from last year. Yeah, that's super exciting though, because right, you were one of the first who graduated with that degree. So tell us more about, you know, that master's program and the coursework and kind of how that felt to have a, like a literal education in cannabis science. Oh, it was truly an honor. And it was the very first master's level uh, cannabis offering. Um, they were teaching it through the School of Pharmacy. So we had oh, nice. a, very, a, a very good background on pharmacology, mm-hmm. how drugs work, how our bodies work on drugs, what differences cannabis brings and what similarities cannabis brings to lots of existing drugs and really thinking about it from a formulation standpoint as well as from a medicinal clinical uh, healthcare standpoint what what can cannabis do what research exists and where do we need more research um so while it wasn't a plant touching course uh you know we weren't in any gardens we weren't formulating the products we were getting into the science behind why does this work why do we feel the way we do on cannabis what are the different compounds in it that are causing these experiences and how are they binding receptors in the brain? You know, really what is the direct action there, which has been phenomenal in how we can think and formulate with products today. 
That's pretty fascinating, especially early on to have like, you know, like a university come out and establish a program and then to kind of like be able to talk about that in like a mature professional manner, like of, I mean, because they, they still have to be a little bit like forward looking of understanding that maybe this is still like federally illegal and that, you know, a lot of pharmaceutical companies don't want to touch it. And even, you know, the FDA, you know, keeps the kind of their hands out of it for now. Uh, that's like pretty like forward looking for the university to put out a program um, talking about this as if, you know, it's inevitable that this is going to be a mainstream like portion of like society that has to be addressed. You know, did you get a sense of that like while in the program that like this is legitimate and like did you feel like, I guess, you know, proud or I guess like comfortable kind of being in a program like that? Oh, I really did. And it's not only the professors and the leaders of that program and, and at the University of Maryland, but it's also all the fellow students. Mm. It was seeing the, the, the quality and the passion of so many different individuals that were there. You know, so we, had, we had lawyers, we had people from the business and the industry like myself, lots of nurses and doctors, just seeing the caliber of individuals showing up to these classes yeah. that wanted to learn more, further their own education, really set the environment of, we were going to do something with that degree. We're going to, we're going to improve the industry. And this is something very worthwhile that we should continue to invest in and, and grow and learn. Mm-hmm. No, that's really exciting. It's cool to see, you know, universities coming on board and offering these types of courses. Now I know the university in Denver just started pairing with um, Greenflower in California for some of their coursework. So it's very cool. It's definitely, you know, next level, right? Like who would have ever imagined 10 years ago, you could get a degree in cannabis. Right. Never would have <laughs> <laughs> Well, kind of speaking on education, I know you were integral in kind of leading Wanus push to create Wanus online interactive training program for bud tenders and employees. And I know this covers the you know the science around the endocannabinoid system and and kind of how Wanus, the proprietary terpene blends, work. You know, uh, was the knowledge you gained was this more through experience or is this you know intrinsic knowledge you learned through this program uh, in Maryland that you were able to kind of turn back around and, and apply with Wana to kind of build a, a new kind of system to, to train people? It was definitely both, but the program clearly helped a lot. Um, it really allowed me to understand at a deeper level. Um, and in some ways, just to, to validate some of what I've been learning. I, I think that's what's exciting for a lot of us in campus is that we're constantly learning every day. Mm-hmm. There's no manual. There's no, you can't walk into a company and say, well, here's exactly how everything works. You know, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're figuring that out. So even prior to knowing that this course was ever going to become available, this this uh, program, I was doing lots of research on terpenes and finding the available papers, articles, publications out there um, and starting to translate that. And I, I think one of the things that I really try and do with education and teaching is to take the really complex topics and breaking them down into ways that we can understand them uh, with analogies and uh, simple explanations of what is truly actually extremely com- complicated uh, pharmacology really is what's going on and, and lots of moving parts, being able to simplify it down and, and distilling what's most important for our employees, bud tenders and consumers to know about cannabis and cannabis products and how those different ingredients, formulations can lead to different experiences mm-hmm. um, and, and how, how important that is. I think that makes sense, you know, and maybe that's part of the reason why it's not like terpenes are so slow to like the market is because maybe THC is the way it's presented in like a percentage form. It's just like so easy to be like, ah, this thing's 20% or like, you know, this gummy has this much THC and it. it's like, it's, 
it's easy versus like terpenes. You're right. It, it is a little more complicated, especially when you start combining terpenes and get different effects and combine terpenes with cannabinoids and then talk about everybody's body is like a little bit different. It gets like extremely complicated. And so do you think maybe that's why the adoption and like the understanding of terpenes is lacking a little bit is because it is a complicated subject matter and it's difficult to kind of synthesize that down to where people can like quickly understand the differences and, and what that means for them. Hugely. I absolutely think you're right. And it, the complexity of it does make it a challenge. THC, there's one value. Yep. It's really easy to know. That's how much THC I'm going to get. But if you think about terpenes, there's hundreds of terpenes and each cultivar strain of cannabis will have 20 to 50 in that strain alone. Oh, and wow. they'll be in different ratios. And depending on how it was harvested, what light it was grown under, all those ratios and terpenes are going to, to change. How is it cured? You know, that's one of the really big things that we're looking at now with the move towards solventless and fresh frozen products is that the curing process that works for flour is changing and degrading terpenes. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different variables that communicating all that to a consumer so they can make any sort of decision on <laughs> yeah. their product choices becomes very, very challenging and requires the amount of education that Juan has put in, put into our products. Yeah, that's interesting because I don't think I've ever thought of terpenes when we're talking about edibles. Like, you know, I would think about it when I'm talking about flour and purchasing flour at the dispensary, but nobody's ever brought up the aspect of terpenes with me when I'm just like trying to shop for edibles. So like, how does that all even work? Really great question. And I mean, there's clear differences. Flour, the terpenes are right there. They're volatile. You smell them in the jar. Mm -hmm. it's, it's right in your face. With an edible, you're you're going to smell the candy. There's there's no terp there's no way to identify the terpenes that are in those products. And the other thing that's very distinctive about edibles is that many products don't have terpenes in them. Mm. When when we look at distillates, distillates are just that they have distilled off the other components. So things like terpenes are generally not found in products made with a distillate. Um, now, there are some companies that are reintroducing terpenes. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, WANA used specific analytical equipment to measure the amount and percentage of different terpenes in quality strains, mm -hmm. sativas, indicas, hybrids, and replicated those blends with a, with a terpene research partner and reintroduced them to the distillate. Oh, wow. So even though we distill off all the unwanted compounds, and wanted ones like terpenes, we're able to come back in with a blend that mimics popular sativa strains and reintroduce that. And if you're not doing that in a dissolute edible, you, you won't have any terpenes in them at all. That's um, so a lot of times the conversation doesn't go that way. Hmm. That is like extremely fascinating. Yeah. I didn't really ever realize that. Because, you know, on the market, I mean, you do see some of this sometimes. You see like differentiated like sativa, indica, hybrid, you know, gummies and stuff. But you think that maybe they're all the same because, you know, you, you don't know what the input is, but just like, I never understood that, you know, Wana like takes that extra step to like pair it back to what's original and like try to provide that full experience based off of, you know, what consumers are familiar with. And I think that's what my question was kind of leading to earlier is like, I think consumers when they're shopping, they don't have the time for like a whole science breakdown. They have to, you know, they want to like quickly get the information and figure out what's right for them. And so we have to find these easy ways to kind of relate with them. And I think one of the easier ways is like sativa indica hybrid that people understand. And so that's good on you guys to kind of make sure the product follows suit with like what people's expectations are. Right. Exactly. 
Interesting. Well, so for those who are probably like maybe <laughs> guessing and like, what is WANA? Uh, <laughs> let's just give everybody a quick overview of what WANA is and, you know, what their offerings are. I know you guys are huge in Colorado. You can't go to a dispensary without seeing WANA, but I know you've also expanded into some other states. So just tell us a little bit more about what WANA actually does. Well, this is as this is your homegrown series. WANA is this homegrown Colorado OGs it gets. <laughs> Um, we were founded in 2010 by our CEO, uh, Nancy Whiteman. Um, and we started with about as scrappy, small roots as you can imagine. Tiny little kitchen making every product under the sun uh, and really starting to realize what consumers' preferences were for. Um, that and then focusing in on making quality products. Mm. Um, and, and that really is, I think, what held the light to Juana early on is that we set ourselves apart from a lot of the brands that aren't here today uh, because we did focus on quality, whether it was from the terpenes to the ingredients uh, to the way that we interacted and worked with our dispensaries and our partners and, and customers, creating that, that loyalty um, as a great brand. And uh, from there, Juana set its mission and sites even broader, really not only to enhance people's lives, but but to serve the world and, and help the world. We've got a really big aim there. Mm. And started using a model to, to roll out to other markets. We're in 14 states, wow. nine Canadian provinces, wow. um, North America's number one edibles company. Um, today, we're mostly really well known for our gummies. So Wana gummies are in almost every state, almost every, every shelf in Colorado for, for a reason. You know, really, really quality products that people can depend on for its consistency, its quality, and the experiences that these products offer them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's kind of the long, long and short of, of Juana as a background. Yeah, they make really good gummies, guys. <laughs> Seriously, big fan. I've always been a big fan, and and you know, I've always followed you guys, and I think that's what I've liked about Juana is that you mentioned consistency. Mm -hmm. And you know, as somebody who's been in around around in the industry for a while, you know, there has been a lot of people come and go. But Juana has always consistently been the go-to for a lot of people because you guys just like hit the bar every single time. You hit the mark. You know what you're doing. You even like the flavor offerings you put out. They pair well with everything. They taste good. Uh, the consistency is good. Like you know, the high is good. It's all there. And then that kind of leads me to my next thing of like I know you guys are launching a new experience, which is like these live rosin gummies. Uh, and we've been waiting for them to hit the market for a minute now, and we finally got to try them, and we love them. So kind of tell us how that kind of evolved and how you guys found your way back into like putting like a live cannabis product into a gummy. Um, so Wana Spectrum is Wana's new product line that we're rolling out here in Colorado, just launched statewide. Um, looking to bring it to new markets soon, but right now it's only available in Colorado. And really at the essence of what the live products are doing is you're preserving and flash freezing all of these terpenes and cannabinoids as in the living state on the plant. And so as we were talking about earlier, when you dry out cure cannabis, which makes it great to smoke and, mm -hmm. and use that way, you're actually degrading a lot of the terpenes. You're losing them to volatility and evaporation. They're breaking down into other compounds. And so the, the whole plant sort of changes as it cures. And certain things are lost entirely, um, particularly the terpenes. So with these products, both resin and rosin, you're flash freezing the plant at the moment of harvest. The plant's finished growing. It's ready to be harvested. That material is put in a cryogenic freezer and just quickly frozen. And what you're doing is you're just stopping any degradation, preserving 
all the trichomes in their living state. So no further degradation happens. So that's what's really important. And then resin and rosin are different in the way that they're extracted. Resin uses solvents, typically butane uh, solvents, mm -hmm. to extract. Whereas rosin is a solventless extraction. There is no chemical used to remove or strip off the trichomes and the cannabinoids and terpenes. Um, instead, it's a, more of a mechanical process. So you take this you know, deep frozen bud and you put it in a water bath with screens underneath it, shake it up, get the trichomes actually come off and you collect those trichomes. You're actually collecting the small cellular, cellular structures that are making all the cannabinoids and terpenes. Um, and so you collect them all into a, a hash that then is dried out, pressed with light heat and pressure to extract this, this goo, this rosin, yeah. that's just a high potency THC and very high in terpenes. So instead of seeing one or 2%, we're seeing five to 7% terpenes. Wow. So you get the flavor of the cannabis, but you get the experience of the cannabis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not losing anything. So it's it's the closest you can get to experiencing the full potential of the plant in both the way that you feel and the way that the flavor comes through. Interesting. So we're taking this beautiful live rosin. They come in different strains and we're pairing them with specific flavors. So we have four different flavors and each of them is paired with certain type of terpene profiles. Hmm. So we have watermelon slushy that's paired with piney and earthy terpenes like your myrcene and your pinene. Um, we have citrus sorbet, which is paired with limonene terpenes, the really bright citrusy ones. Yeah. Um, we have a berry gelato. That one gets <laughs> paired with those like skunky, diesel-y, really like OG style uh, terpenes. Um, and then lastly, we have the tropical smoothie, which has the fruity, floral, linalool type terpene blends. So each of these terpene blends is paired with a flavor. Um, and while the strains will change over time, we're keeping them in consistent terpene families. Mm -hmm. uh, so the terpene families will always be paired with those different flavors. I like that because then that'll help you, you know, learn which terpenes works best for you. Exactly. Yeah. And on top of that, we have an AR experience where you can actually right. scan a QR code on the product. Uh, you can learn a little bit more about it, which also connects you over to a screen to learn about the terp profile of your specific batch. Oh, cool. Wow. So we tell you the strain, we tell you, tell you the class, and then we show you the COA with here's the terpenes that are in those rosins. Again, something to help consumers understand, hey, I really like this strain and it's it's dominant in limonene and beta carophylline. I, I should keep looking for that in other, mm -hmm. other rosin products. Yeah. That then is to like, top. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, then then the other thing we paired this rosin, you know, technology with is our most recent line prior to this, which was the Wana Quick. Mm -hmm. Um and and uh, the one equip technology is uh, utilizes azuka for a fast acting effect. It's encapsulating the terpenes and cannabinoids in this water soluble shell, kind of like a cup that carries our, our cannabinoids and, and terpenes. So you're feeling it in five to 15 minutes. You're getting this fuller, more dimensional high from all the terpenes in the rosin. Um, and it's not as long lasting as most edibles. Mm -hmm. So overall, just a really, uh, dimensional experience that changes each time you get new strains. No, I would agree. I know Jared and I were really excited to find these gummies. We had to search a little bit to find them, but we were committed to finding them for the show. <laughs> 
And I like to consume before I do yoga. And I really like the fast acting gummies for one, because you don't have to sit around and wait, you know, an hour, two hours for something to happen. It's like I can take one, start my yoga and about 15 minutes in, I'm feeling pretty good. So I love the fast acting. Um, But then the live rosin, we were talking about it and it felt like like a cleaner high. Like it like my I wasn't cloudy and like groggy, really. I could really still think and, you know, move around and do a bunch of stuff. But like you were saying, it didn't last as long. Like normally if I take a 10 milligram gummy after work, like I am toasted for the rest of the night, like see you in the morning, still groggy the next day. But I felt like they were, it was a much clearer high. And I think even I took those and then I was journaling about it the next morning. Um, I think it was 420 week and I just felt like calmer and not like confused or like because sometimes you wake up and you just don't really even know what's going on because it's like too much weed. Um, but I definitely felt clearer and calmer and just like cleaner. So I think definitely the live rosin uh, created that effect. Well, I can I can also attest. I think it was like what time was it? Like five forty five or something around there when we when we first you know dropped them and started chewing them and eating them and and Lucy and I were like let's put this to the test. Let me know if you feel anything by six. And it was like well before six that we were like. I'm totally feeling this. And so I can totally vouch for like the fast actingness of like these edibles and, and they definitely worked fast. And I think that's something that a lot of companies have been chasing. They're trying to, you know, there's like this big push nowadays to kind of give people an out away from alcohol. And like, I think one of the selling points of alcohol is that, you know, you can drink it and you kind of can feel the experience and start experiencing the alcohol a lot quicker than cannabis. And in, in the past, it has taken, you know, some time they, you know, tell you wait two hours. And sometimes when you, I remember like four years ago, it was like two hours can be like your high, I guess. So you're like your peak. And, and that was rough for people because people would be wanting to socialize and like not have to drink and, and still feel like, you know, I'm having an experience. And I think that's what a lot of these companies have been chasing is like this fast acting high. But also like Lucy said, um, that's one of the things that I typically haven't liked about some edibles in the past was that they do make me groggy. Like I take them and I'll like immediately fall asleep with, within like an hour or something. And sometimes that's good if you're looking for sleep. Um, but then it's hard to, to kind of socialize with that. These were like totally different though. It was literally like you were experiencing the plant and you could, you could literally like feel the plant and like the essence. And like, we're talking about terpenes and kind of the full, uh, you know, cannabinoid experience here. And I swear you could feel it in these live rosin gummies. It's like you feel the experience, you feel a different high, feels more body, uh, cerebral as well, but it's not like dominating. Like neither one was Mm -hmm. like dominating. You can get up, move around, you could socialize, uh, play video games, do yoga, go for a bike ride, go hike a mountain and like still feel functional. And I think that's one big piece that has been missing kind of in this whole game. And, And you guys have like totally captured it. The other piece was like, we didn't know what to expect with the, the flavor and the taste. And we were like, is this going to be like, I'm eating weed or is it going to be like no weed or like, how's the, the you know, the flavoring going to pair up? And I have to say, you guys have like, you guys did your research. You guys nailed it. And the flavor was like solid, but in, and I can't even really say that cannabis like showed through at any point in like the whole experience, but you could tell there was like a robustness to it. Like, uh, there was, it was just like a robust flavor that like really paired well and that you felt like there was something more to it. So you guys overall, like, I think you captured what you guys are going after. And I think it's a very dominant product that you guys have brought to market that is really going to set you guys apart and then also give consumers a whole nother way to experience an edible. And you know, a really great thing about being able to bring this to consumers is it's taking that full power of the plant. It's taking the full terpenes, the, the full profile of that that usually was really only accessible via dabbing. Yeah. You know, live rosin is an incredible extract, 
but really it, it hasn't had a good outlet or a path to consumers other than dabbing. Mm-hmm. And dabbing is not an easy thing to get into. You don't yeah. just buy a dab rig at a dispensary and you know start using it. You, you really kind of have to learn that from friends and, and, and learn the process. And it was sort of reserved for a very connoisseur group. Mm-hmm. But now those connoisseurs have an edible option, but everyone who hasn't been dabbing has access now to the benefits of live rosin in a precisely dosed edible. Yeah. No yeah. guessing on how big of a dab you took. You know exactly what you got. You know it's going to hit you quickly. You don't have to wait for it to kick in. And it's not going to last, you know, till tomorrow morning. So it's really made something that's really the best representation of a cannabis plant. But put it in a very approachable form for consumers. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Approachable. Like this is something I would be comfortable, you know, sharing with my mom or like my uncle or somebody like that versus like if we were dabbing, they'd be like, no, this is not going to happen. (laughs) So that's awesome. Yeah. And I do want to touch on the other piece too that was like really cool about this, and that is like the the augmented reality portion of this too. Like we're, you know, we uh, we market on this on the on the on the side of this. We're in a marketing agency, and like the next big push in, in kind of digital marketing is like augmented reality, virtual reality. So I got to say, you guys are like ahead of the curve in, in too many like areas. You guys are living in like 2045 already, and we're all still back here like thinking it's 2019 and trying to like get our lives together. So. It's like, it's pretty like forward looking for you guys to also include kind of these other interactive pieces that I think are going to make consumers um, happier. They have like the experience of the product, but they also have the access to the information that's going to help educate them and help them understand kind of this next wave of like uh, what's going to be important for um, choosing and selecting cannabis products. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I had one final question on that train of thought talking about, you know, innovation, you know, you guys have the standard gummies and then we have the fast acting line as well as now the new live rosin. So was that all consumer driven or was that like pure, you know, like education and research and just like understanding like where the market should be in the next five years? Like where, what was that thought process like? A lot of that innovation isn't a, a single research project. It's really uh, a synergistic way of looking at the industry uh, and looking at the cannabis plant. So it, it, a lot of it does come from consumers. And people said, my rosin is the best extract. Distillate, you know, without terpenes doesn't offer as much. Um, research also shows that terpenes and cannabinoids uh, do have interactions that can modify or change the experience. So we knew there was something really interesting there. Um, so it's it's a mix of research, uh, a lot of, I think, wanna have what we've learned in the industry for the last 12 years, as well as with consumers, bud tenders. We try and hold focus groups and uh, conduct consumer research. So all of that, synergizing it together is is how we make these types of decisions and, and get there. Very cool. I love that, yeah. Very like robust way to like look at that and kind of be forward looking too. Well, um, kind of speaking on that, I know you guys have, you know, branched out of Boulder, Colorado. You guys have like kind of branched even out of the United States and kind of touched foot in Canada now. Uh, you know, what is next for WANA? You know, any big plans coming in the future? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're only just getting started and that's the exciting part. Um, one of the big things in, in my area is lots of research. Um, so there is a lot of existing research. I know we oftentimes say we need more. There's a lot out there if you study the literature. But bringing that more towards product-specific, consumer-specific, industry-specific, how can we start answering questions? We were talking about terpenes earlier. Um, We'd love to learn a lot more about how terpenes work in edibles. 
Um, you know, they're going to have to work with different receptors than inhaling terpenes, um, where you can get the olfactory piece of it. Um, so work on oral, uh, you know, absorption of terpenes, oral effect of terpenes. That's going to guide a lot. Um, we've been working with some uh, researchers and groups that have machine learning algorithms that can help uh, take consumer research and distill that and, and actually mesh it into different uh, terpene uh, COAs. Basically, the, the potencies of terpenes in specific strains can be identified to effects that consumers are reporting. And that creates millions of data points that machine learning can help synthesize out and show these terpenes and these ratios tend to have these types of effects. Mm. Um, and we started putting those into our Optimals line of products, mm. uh, like the Fastest Sleep, where the terpene blend there um, was not actually a specific strain, but it's the output of machine learning from consumer experiences that said, this strain helped me sleep. And the machine learning pairs that to these blends of cannabinoids. Interesting. I'm sorry, these blends of terpenes. So it's a it's an AI machine learning powered terpene blend for specific effects. Wow. That's so there's, there's really just a, a huge white area of how research is going to power the best cannabis brands like Wana to continue to make products that are more effective. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think that's one. And continuing on this solventless path, finding strains for different effects and how can we bring those strains into our products and keep delivering that experience as well as growing the brand um, nationally. Mm -hmm. That's fascinating, especially that you guys have, you know, we touched on the AR portion of this and now I'm finding out like that you guys are using like artificial intelligence and machine learning to kind of drive these, these kind of innovations within your company. I think that's like, that's next level stuff. That's stuff that's barely kind of being integrated in, you know, industries outside of cannabis. So to kind of see that integrated in cannabis, I think that's really fascinating for us on our end. And it should also kind of help with consumer confidence as well down the road of, you know, these, you know, technologies are being utilized to create these, you know, very robust and, and streamlined and targeted uh, effects and experiences versus, you know, 10 years ago, some of the people out there may have just been like, you know, throwing like a, a knife at the wall and seeing kind of what sticks. And, um, you know, I think that was like, that gave, you know, people who are anti-cannabis kind of more ammo of like, these people don't know what they're doing. But now we can sit here today and confidently be like, I think we are figuring out what we're doing. And, and Juana is certainly leading the way. And it sounds like you guys are committed to continuing to find out, you know, how these are interacting in our bodies and the, the best way to kind of optimize that experience. Exactly. Yeah. It went from, man, this is dank to <laughs> there's this strain. It's been formulated in this way. It's going to take effect quickly. It's going to give you this experience. You're going to be fine in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I love that, especially since, you know, you have expanded into other states across the U.S. and Canada. Like it gives me confidence in the industry moving forward, knowing we have such a reputable brand doing all the research and development, you know, for consumers. So I, it's exciting for the industry for sure. And it's really exciting that you guys came out of Colorado and you're truly homegrown. <laughs> Um, but one final part of, you know, WANA is uh, your community impact. I know you guys are very focused on, you know, serving the communities in which, you know, you work in. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit more about those efforts? Absolutely. Yeah, we're still located right here in Boulder. I live down the street in Lafayette. Um, I'm actually going on Friday, which two days from now, uh, to a Habitat for Humanity build down in Denver. Nice. So we'll have a team of us going down there to um, work on building some um, sustainable and affordable housing for our communities. Um, and then we've really amped this up for, for 420, uh, which just happened uh, last week. And instead of creating a whole bunch of swag, making a bunch of stuff that 
you know, usually kind of just ends up in the trash. Mm-hmm. We did away with all that and donated to 10 different charities that are working on food safety uh, and, and making sure that people can get access to the food that um, may have had challenges. And we're able to give away um, over $100,000 to these charities. Wow. And a lot of it's by foregoing needless yeah. swag and said, you know, contributing to what's important for WANA. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our vision is really to serve the world and enhance people's lives. Cannabis is a great way to do that, but it's only one piece of it. And so WANA as a business is dedicated to many different charities that we donate to throughout the year. It's not a, a one and done type of thing where um, have different events throughout the year uh, focus on different missions. So the most recent one was focused on food, but then we'll focus on um, LGBTQ. We'll be focusing on um, things like uh, safe house um, for for women. But we have different missions throughout the year and actually have a director uh, who who oversees all of our giving and resources. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are great stewards for the industry, but also great partners in the community. And I think that's what we like to hear. And, and uh, you know, that's why we wanted to showcase WANA, because you guys are, you know, not just focused on the edibles, focused on the science, focused on producing great products and experiences for consumers. But you guys are like a, a great partner to have in the community and a, really like a great neighbor uh, for Colorado. You guys care about the community. It's, you know, apparent and even like your branding and and kind of how you guys impact those around you. So, you know, thank you, Mike, for everything that you've brought to the table and for, you know, coming from the East Coast and kind of bringing your knowledge with you and kind of the passion with you to kind of really push the boundary right here uh, locally and, and abroad. It's really incredible. Yeah, thanks, Jared. Thanks, Lucy. <laughs> all right, Michael, we have two final questions for you. This season, we're asking all of our guests, what is one of your favorite places to eat in Colorado? Ooh, Colorado is good food. Now, we have a lot of really good food. I'm going to pick one that's close to home because that's like the restaurant to go to the most, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I live in Lafayette, Colorado. Anyone nearby probably knows this, but there's a um, a Mexican place called Tio Cali that's super good. I'm a really big fan. If you're ever in town, you're in Boulder, um, really great tacos, good dishes, cool vibe. Come see Lafayette. It's a cool town. Nice. That yeah, we've got a, quite the list that we need to go visit in Boulder. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. You know, like, like the next rendition of our podcast is going to be like a food tour. <laughs> oh, it's such a food <laughs> Such a food town. It's great. <laughs> uh-huh, that's great. All right, Mike, one final question for you. Uh, so we are the Lit and Lucid podcast. Are you lit or are you lucid? I'm lucid. There we go. You seem like it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Mike. This was really fun. For all of our listeners, go check out Wana. Go purchase some in the store. It's pretty easy to find. I think you'll have a really great experience. Uh, but thank you so much for educating us more about all of your product offerings. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, you guys. With that, I'm Lit. I'm Lucid. And that's it. Laters.